Hey folks, this is Drew. Just so you know, we recorded this episode last week because we were all going to go away for the July 4th holiday. But I wanted to note that for me and Roth and everyone else's distraction, we wanted to say one very, very important thing, which is fuck the Supreme Court. Okay, enjoy the show. We're back. We're back. It's a distraction. I'm Drew. That's Roth. How are you doing, Roth? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Good. And hey, what? It's uh, it's the week of July 4th. Happy 4th, Roth. Happy 4th to you, man. Hey, look, I made you this hot dog, and it's got all your favorite fixings on it. Here you go. You know what I did? This will post past 4th of July, so they will yeah. have exploded already. But I was at the beach uh, a week ago or a couple weeks ago, and they had a nice big package of fireworks at the grocery store because I was in a state where they sell that shit at the grocery store. And I was like, boosh! And I fucking, I grabbed it right away. And those things are going off because we have not set off proper fireworks here in like maybe like five years or something. Like usually like you get like the fucking candy ass sparkles and something. That don't mean shit. No, you want something that's going to upset the dog? Yeah, yeah, no. I want something that blows up real good. I want a fucking cherry. I want to like lose a finger. I want JPP shit. I want, What's I the? Want- br- I was gonna say like five years is basically like that. We now know the refractory period for like a defensive lineman that you know blew off part of his hand. It takes five years to forget that that's a risk, and then you're just sort of like, oh, I don't fucking know, man. It's got like it's a M something. No, no, no. I remember that about JPP. Every time I see him, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the he's the cab driver from Total Recall now. I remember now. <laughs> totally. <laughs> He's going to grind uh, you up. In honor. Salute to Benny, by the way. Love That's it. right. Benny. Benny's my name. <laughs> eh, Benny. Screw you. Ben- <laughs> That's right. Now, Benny. Now. <laughs> in honor of the 4th of July. In, in honor, honor of the 4th of July. In <laughs> honor of the 4th of July. David Ross, a girly man. Oh, we're back. We're back. <laughs> we did. <laughs> By the way, my kids, since we're completely off the rails already, my kids started reciting the opening of the of the podcast at the dinner table because they because they hear it. They hear it from the other room because when I talk, you can hear it from fucking Mars. Like my wife like rolls her eyes every time. And so like my, my daughter was trying She was like she got the we're back. We're back. And she's like, I'm Drew. That's Rod. And I'm like, Roth. And yeah, she's that's like, me. And she's like, uh, up, she's like, what's up, Rod? And this is the this is the traction. And I'm like, no, this is. I'm like, I'm I'm going. I'm like, I'm teaching her the lines, even though like, who gives a shit? I yeah. didn't even mean for that to be. I, I didn't even script really, it. That's good parenting, though. That the idea of being like, look, if you want to own your old dad here at the dinner table, like, put a little bit of fucking respect on it. No, no, they Wait, weren't even trying to roast me. They were just trying to like get it right. And I was like, it's not. It's not necessary. Like, it, like whether or not you get into Brown is not going to be dependent on you being able to recite yeah, being the a- intro to your old man's podcast. <laughs> or, like, know the actual name of the co-host of it. Like my That's dad does a podcast where I think it's Rod Roddy from The Price is Right. They do. They just talk about how much things are worth. Rod Roddy in the fucking sparkling green sequin oh. jackets. And all they don't make stuff. them like that anymore. They don't. Uh, in honor of the 4th of July, David Roth, this week's episode featuring just you and me, it's going to be... A reluctant celebration of America, the country you live in. For yourself, man. Nothing reluctant going on over here. So uh, I'm going to ask you what you like about this country, and you can't go into joke mode. So you can't be like, oh, I love the U.S. Senate. Uh, uh, We love to see the U.S. Senate. Like, you can't do that. We we do love to see them. That's right. Uh, 
but we can't do it. Now I got to do it in my own voice, not the B minus James Austin Johnson imitation. That that's I right. Sometimes. We could do it entirely in Arnold voices, which yeah. I mean, the views. Well, I love California more than anything. <laughs> Yeah. Um. <laughs> so what? What is good about the U.S. of A. Roth? What do you like, like about this country? There's a lot of stuff about it that I don't think any other country is nutty enough to pull off. Like I just think that there's I, I like how many different types of things are right next to each other and the extent to which they overlap. I mean, obviously, there's not not all of the countries like that, but like I don't know. I found myself more and more delighted every now and then. I'll find out about. Remember McQuaid telling me about this after his Texas road trip and stuff where he's like, you know, there's a whole bunch of like perfectly recreated German towns in Texas for some reason. And I like that shit. I love it. I think like other other countries don't have as much stuff like that. Like Italians eat Italian food for dinner every night. Like we're like absolutely like as much as like some of the country detests everything that I'm talking about right now. We're just like in sicko mode. Everything's happening all the time from all over the world. I think that's neat. Yeah, there's no like America Town in Florence. And right. if there is, it's a hostel and nobody wants to go. Right. There. It is you know like I mean? confined like it to it is a literally it is a TGI Fridays. Yeah. And that is like as soon as you leave it, you have left that distrito. Well, that's the thing, is that we can we can actually talk about what we like about America in terms of subcategories. So food mm. is an obvious one, right? Because and look, I'm gonna set aside the material and existential costs of the fact that we live in a land of plenty in the Western world, but we do. Yeah. I live better than monarchs who existed like barely, like maybe a little more than a century ago, perhaps even less. Like, like fucking, I don't know, King Edward or whoever the fuck, whoever the last one before Elizabeth was, they didn't have like chapstick and they couldn't like, they couldn't like, <laughs> and just, it showed, brother. Woo. Yeah, yeah. They couldn't like just go get a hamburger whenever they felt like it. Like, like I can just like if I have a small amount of money on me, and like not like I don't need like a hundred bucks to eat well. Like if I have like a twenty, I can go out and I can eat like a fucking god. It's yeah. really, really like Popeyes and shit. Delicious. Yeah, I will say also that just to uh, be fair to King Edward, um, if he had eaten a hamburger as readily as you could eat a hamburger, he would have died from having eaten a hamburger. Like if there was like a pickle slice on it, he would have uh, collapsed into a, a pile of quivering goo. Well, because also he would have been a royal who had that sort of like just that painful uh, fetish for restraint. So he would have yep. eaten something delicious and just would have been, ew, ew, is that vinegar on this? I'm Ooh. not allowed to eat that. Yeah, it's appalling. I've, Just appalling. My Ooh. family's allergic to butter. Yeah. That's not true. That's the only thing they could eat. They would just so eat the whole The low end food is good. The mid end food, mid end food, like you can go to any town now and you will find Hipster Avenue and you'll be able to go get duck fat fries wherever you want. <laughs> like if you're like, man, I really want to eat like the restaurant that's on the fucking bear. There are like 5,000 restaurants like that. No problem. Whatsoever. And then the high-end food is good, too. Good-ass seafood, good-ass steaks, wherever you want them. Yeah. Good. I mean, there's definitely uh, regions that are whack, obviously. We don't need to go too in-depth. I think it would be rude to talk about Indiana without having Billy on the podcast. But there Okay, are, that's, there's no good food in Indiana. Okay, but, which is, but, you know, it's the exception that proves the rule, right? Right. I mean, you can go get, like, a, a milkshake at Sonic, and that would be good. But, like, you're not going to, like, you're, you're not going to make a pilgrimage to Indianapolis to eat the famous fucking 
strawberry preserves burger that they that they have or whatever the fuck. <laughs> there's the there's the steakhouse that all the NFL uh, writers go to that's like famous for its cocktail. Yeah, but that's shrimp. so they all that's so they all get drunk. I remember. I remember Dom writing about that for Deadspin. Like here you got to hang out like you got to go to the place where everyone gets drunk with Jerry and Jerry buys everyone drinks and then they like maybe one trade results out of it but like 50,000 hypothetical ones do, which is always fun. Yeah, like the Johnny Walker Omnicorp LLC is floated for the year because of Jerry's purchases there yeah. that uh, night. Yeah, I, I mean, but I think this is the thing with like America that I've sort of come around to is that like as like wasteful and embarrassing and backwards as it can be and stuff like that, like it's the only home I've ever known. And I- right. I, I love stuff about it. I think it's like better than it was when I was a kid. It's a more interesting place, you know? And I think that this is the, it's sort of the bit where like, I'm not going to compare living in the United States as a United States citizen to being a Mets fan for very long, but I am going to briefly make that comparison. I was going to say, you were saying, I'm not going to do it. And I was like, yes, you are. You're about to do it right now. (laughs) What you say right before you do something. Yep. But But in this case, like the... You have to care enough to get mad, you know, like if you don't like there's no sense in getting upset about like what a carnival of cruelty and stupidity are like popular culture and government are unless you want them to be better. Like if I didn't care, I'd just fucking leave, you know, like I mean, America is everybody else's problem. That's another thing that you maybe don't necessarily love about it, but like. I want the country to be good. I don't want to live anywhere else. Like, I don't want to, you know, be any other sort of way than this. Like, I like all this shit. Well, that's right. Because I, if if I was going to leave here, brother, I would have left by now. Yeah. Like, Lord knows I, I have both the ability and the work situation where I could have fucked off and lived in Denmark if I had. But I don't want to live in fucking Denmark. I don't. Like, yeah, no. I mean, I feel like it would be, there's a part of me that thinks it would be kind of tight, but also like, again, I, I don't know. I've lived in the same apartment for like 20 years. Do you know what I mean? Like I just sort of, I, I don't like moving and I like the things that I like and I like um, being able to find them where I can find them. I, I, cause my kids grew up essentially during the Trump administration, like their formative years of their childhood were during the Trump administration. And so, you know, when we talk about the country at the dinner table, you know, my daughter who's 17 you know, she's disaffected. She's like, this country sucks. It blows. And I'm like, well, look, you live here. And like, it's got some good shit going for it. It needs some work, you know, like, but you got to think about like, okay, it's better to stay here and want to make it better. And whether or not you and I are doing that, I kind of think we are because we vote right. Right. Like we we give money to the correct causes. We started, uh, by far the exemplary media business uh, entity of this century. Mm, that's many are calling it that. Yes, I'm calling it that. I we know, dude. Up- whatever. I'm gonna be modest about it, but yeah, I think we we did all right. But it's the thing. I mean, all of it is just sort of. This is the, the part of of getting middle aged. That's a well, whatever. Not the part. A part of getting into your middle age. That's a drag. Is realizing like. Like we're not I don't think we're actively making it worse. I don't think that there's very much that a, a person can do one way or the other, but I think, you know, so you try to be kind and, you know, live right and do right by other people and just, you know, that's the impact you get to make on the earth. You don't like I don't you're not going to have a fucking library named after us somewhere, but it's that's okay. Like I think that you can whatever you can be a good American, you can try to live a good life here and generally succeed in doing it. Like I, you know, I'm going to be mad about any of that. Well, you are uh, culpable 
just sort of the with the softly damning fact of existing. Like if you if you drive a car and I drive a car, I have I own not one car but two. Okay, mm-hmm. but you don't drive them at the same time. I don't. Well, I mean, if my wife has to go, you know buy groceries well that's I, her though that goes on her ledger that's not yours i mean if you look at the right. stats so like yeah and like we used disposable diapers you know we we buy milk and beef from cattle farms that are polluting the environment with farts and like you know we we do all of the wasteful consumer things that a lot of other people do yeah because like i want to do the thing where you know because the the def- the fallback, and it's the correct one, is to say, okay, well, all of the all the emissions are caused by seventy percent of the world's companies, and like we have to take down those companies, and so like putting it on the indiv- putting responsibility on the individual, and hoping that everybody just voluntarily decides to have a zero footprint lifestyle where they don't do anything. Like it's not reasonable. Like it has to start at the top. Like you have to go after the yeah. top. Well, this is, the whole country fucks you up by trying to make it seem like it's your fault whenever anything bad happens to you. And sometimes it's your fault when something bad happens to you. And sometimes uh, like an overwhelming majority of the time, you do not have options due to things that structurally or institutionally are really badly broken. You know, more. Like, oh, go ahead. But I was just going to say like you buying beef is one of those things where it's like, I mean, whatever. I like I I don't, and I don't think that that like adds anything to uh you know the back of my baseball card that's not on yours. Like it's the the bigger problem is that like those cows are going to be eating, shitting, and farting uh no matter what we do. That's true. Oh, by the way, I drove by uh, a pasture the other day, and all the cows were lying down and just chilling. And I had never seen. I always see the cows standing up because like ha ha, you know they can't. Cow tipping, like they can't yeah. lie down. They can. Then they were all just chilling. And I was like, they love it. Hey, man, these cows are maxing and relaxing. That is nice. So that's another thing on the ledger that we got America's the chillest got. cows, the most relaxed cows. Got good cities. The, okay, you think the so United we got, Kingdom could do anything with that. No, all their right. cows are like, oh dear. We got, we got, we got New York. All right. Oh we yeah, got, pretty good. We got New Orleans. That's good. I like Los Angeles. I know some people don't like Los Angeles, but that's their problem. Liking, not liking Los Angeles is 80s shit. You need to get over yourself. You know what? That's entirely right. Like, it's like, it's like if you, if you want to burnish like your Andrew Dice Clay cred, then you're like, Los Angeles is fucking weird. All they do there is uh, eat sushi and, uh, you know, they got a convertible and it's like, you know, that's all like a fucking beat comedy routine. Sushi's delicious. Convertibles rule. <laughs> like, calm yeah, down. and like, like if you think LA is all posers and shit, like that's one boulevard. Like in like the rest is like normal people, you know. Like, yeah, and you can like and like you can make fun of like the Moonchild shit and all that. Like, but like I've been to like the gluten free avocado toast emporium like for for breakfast in LA and the food was delicious. So I'm like I'm okay. I can do the healthy eating shit. We we got we got some healthy eating. We got mm-hmm. uh unhealthy got some, eating as well. We got good music. We don't have as good uh a rock scene as England does, but that's been the case now for well since the advent of rock and roll, so I can't really ding that. But the rock still pretty good rock, better hip hop than everybody else. Like I don't think like I, you know what? I'm going to be problematic and say I don't think German hip-hop is probably at the level that our hip-hop is. I, I have to disagree. Have you listened to, to um, uh, Der Schultzmann? Yeah. <laughs> he's really good. He's that. He's ill. 
Dr. Schultzman is extremely ill. Uh, I Yes, I mean, like, whatever. We've gotten a lot of stuff right. It's a sort of, you know, I'm not, I guess, like, there's a sort of not even like a resignation or whatever. You just have to, like, look for the things that you like and learn to look past the things you don't like. It's like with anything else. Like, if you can't figure a way to ignore stuff that sucks, you're just going to be upset all the time. And it doesn't mean that you ignore it and like remove it entirely from your worldview and pretend it doesn't exist. I just can't let myself get like too hung up on, uh, you know, like traffic. Well, the other thing, and this is, this is really important and this is the heart of it is that the things that are wrong are evident and spoken of. And that is not the case in let's say Russia. You know, that is not the place, that is not the case in a lot of other countries. And I know this because, I mean, it's just a fact. And I've lived here and I've spat it off as much as I've liked, all I like, and get paid for it. And other people do too. And I don't go to jail for it. Even though when Trump got elected, I kind of thought I was going to go to jail. Like I, like, like I turned off- For your off, posts? Like yeah, you thought I, that you would get too epic and get- I literally, I turned off, someone told me to do this. I, I think it was Tim Marchman. I turned Face ID off of my phone because Marchman was like, like, dude, the feds can uh, it can unlock your phone with your face. That's legal, but they can't make you give uh, your passcode. And I was, oh, and, yeah. And yeah. I have lived by that ever since, even though Trump isn't president anymore. Which, well, by I the mean, way, another good thing know, about America, Trump's not president anymore. So he's doing amazing, cool. though. Look at him. He's flourishing out there. He put a post up on, uh, on his little fucking tinker toy social media network that they built for him today at like 6 58 a.m that was like, was he like oh, oh he, he was complaining that fox only chooses the bad pictures of him really yeah he rules man like was- i mean obviously i hope that he falls into a canyon uh and dies or is imploded in a submersible sure that would be great too i'm you know it's not a nice thing to say about somebody but you can't get banned for it the way you can on twitter i I want nothing but bad things to happen to him but there is something really funny about the uh like him still being out there back to like doing like 2013 trump posts where he's just like in the middle of the night really mad about something that Bette Midler said to him at like the opening of Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Taking he thought a shit was rude. just being like, Fox News, very disrespectful. I, I almost betted Sally Kellerman and they don't use any pictures yeah. that. It's very bad. <laughs> I think you make him the, um, like, oh, I'm very lowbrow. Like guy from the Simpsons, the kind of like all purpose <laughs> dirtbag dude. Yeah. Raphael from the Simpsons. Yeah. I, hey lady, this is not what I do. All right. They play keyboards. Like that's <laughs> what I want. Uh, the other thing, uh, is that like, you know, I talk to people who are not from here. Like I, I have neighbors who are not from here and they come here from, from war touring countries. And like, you know, I'll be like, I'll be like, man, you're like, yeah, everything sucks. Like, ah, oh, fuck Joe Manchin and all that stuff. And they'll be like, man, I don't know what the fuck you're complaining about. Because <laughs> yep. my country's been in a civil war for like 250 years. So I'm pretty happy to be here. And yeah, I'm not like, even going to pretend that like, you know, we're a war torn country relative to actual war torn countries. Like, but no, yeah. we're so we're so lacking in war that we have to like make it up, make up for it with like pretend war with football. And then we have to like shoot up malls because we're like, look, you know, we just there's not enough. Can I just violence underline, on the I don't soil. think we have to shoot up. Mall. I don't think that. That's no, necessary. I think that's I think that's another thing about what's great about America. Like, you know, you go to the mall and you never know. Like, it's a little bit dangerous. It's a little time bit- to take a break. We're going to take a little break. We're going to mm. take a break. And Drew's going to get his mind right. And then, we're uh, gonna- you know, so I don't get canceled. I just want to note that, like, I didn't mean that. I don't like it. I am anti 
anti-gun, virulently so, or yep. viciously so. But yes, okay, fine, we should take a break. And before we do, I should note that this podcast is sponsored by the Franklin Mintz Limited Edition President Trump chess set. Each figurine in the Trump chess set, including Trump as each king, Melania as each queen, and Rudy Giuliani as each pawn, is made by hand and of 80% fine pewterite. A set of this quality would normally retail for $5.99, but is available to you now for four easy installments of $39.99 and includes a fine chamois valued at $299. Call 1-800-UDA-ROOK to buy yours today. That's 1-800-UDA-ROOK. We'll be right back. Fucking guy. Terrific. We are back with our special 4th of July week podcast. but uh, A celebration of America. Yeah, we're going to, oh, by the way, to that end, I went to my son's fifth grade graduation ceremony. It's called promotion. It's called, they don't call it graduation because they know it's bullshit, right? But for the ceremony, prior to the ceremony, we all had to stand up and give the Pledge of Allegiance. And mm. I have not done that since I was in grade school. 40 years ago. Did so, you remember? You remember the words, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember. Right. It, I mean, it's ludicrous. It's so fucking stupid. And my kids know it's stupid. But I, like, I stood up, and my, everyone stood up and they did it because it's just like, it's rote. It's like, what? It's like, it's like how you sing the anthem at baseball games, even though you don't really give a shit. Except my daughter and her friends, they stayed seated. So they was like, nice. Hell that yeah. That was their brief moment. Mahmoud Abdul Rauf lifestyle. We respect that. We're going to get to the audio fun bag in just a moment. But like, first, ugh, our producer, Eric Silver, wants to chime in. This, this, is nece- this will be necessary, I'm sure. All right. Fine. Eric, Eric, you want your little, you want your little five minutes. Go ahead. Eric. You can't see it. I have a gun up to the voicemails. I will. Yeah, oh yeah. We're not. This is. You actually, all... you have given us the finger guns. <laughs> I'm holding yeah. it up. I'm holding it up against the voicemails. <laughs> and you've, you've done it sideways like a gat. Very, very <laughs> edgy. Just start talking, Eric. It's good. He's going to keep going unless you do. No, I love it. You know I love it. First things first, uh, based off of last week's uh, episode and this one, Defector and the Distraction are good products, and I want to affirm that, and I I'm, I would love to call for a moratorium on saying that this is a goofy, silly, little doohickey talk about bullshit show, because it's a good talk about bullshit show, okay. and I just want right. to say, I'm calling for it, I'm posing it. Uh, agree to disagree. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to listen to you, but all right. What's the other thing you have to say? The other thing I want to say is I have a really short story that I wanted to share in regards to being kept humble, much like your children do for you, Drew, but also like where is the weirdest thing that someone might recognize you is uh, what we talked about last week with Alex. Oh, that's right. Right, right. From the podcast with with Alex. Yes. Yes. So the uh, I got a message from my friend who basically every year for the last two years has gone to this like island. It's not a tropical island, but it's like a hangout during spring break type of island with like 30 of (laughs) her friends. Is it Staten Island? It's not Staten Island. It's somewhere in between. South 
Padre Island? It, uh, it's, I don't remember exactly what it is, but basically it's like she goes away with like 30 of her friends because she's in her mid-20s. Holy shit, was it Kale and Kaler? Yeah, it's Kale and Kaler. <laughs> uh, vector Zone. Anyway, go ahead. So Yeah, so basically, uh, so she's away for like seven, ten days, and she sends me a message at 2.30 in the morning. She's like, hey, dispatch from the island. Was talking to people about digital media, and I mentioned Effector as being an inspiring example of how maybe there is another way, TM. And this guy was like, do you know the distraction? And it was like two in the morning, and he was very high. <laughs> and she says, oh yeah, my friend produces it. And then he says, whoa, you know Brandon Grugel? And Whoa, I'm like, I'm the, the Brandon Grugel? Whoa. That's tough, too, because that's a coin flip. It's, it's like, a coin flip. basically, like, it was either going to be the right answer or it was going to be the other guy. And then, you know, we, I mean, we love Brandon Grugel's work. You know, he's, he's wonderful. But, yeah, I don't uh, want I don't want Brandon to be like, hey, you guys are making me feel like a nobody. Like, no, no, no it was it was Brandon does great work in it, and I love working with him in Multitude. But it's just like, I you've heard my voice before, yeah, <laughs> like I've tough. introduced it. But I guess people love it when Drew says Brandon Grugel so much. It like jumped to the front of the line of this high man's brain. It's a much better thing for a high guy to say, too, just to very slowly be like, Brandon Grugel? You know, <laughs> yeah. like a tone of glazed awe that you can only achieve at, like, gone off those 200 milligrams at two in the morning. So I'm, I'm glad of that. I'm sorry that you didn't get your uh, flowers in that moment, but yeah. It's okay. The The great thing is I know this guy's going to hear this, and it's like, yes, I know. I know what happened to you yeah. on the island. It was reported on. <laughs> but it was certainly keeping me humble. I just wanted to share that. I enjoyed that story, and I'm glad we tolerated you for the whole five minutes that you told it. <laughs> Never do that again. Time for our guy of the week. Every week we remember an athlete of your, not Hall of Famer necessarily, but just a guy who makes you think, hey, I remember that guy. Hey. Ready to remember a guy, Roth? Very much. Uh, in honor of Wire Team Sucks, which begins at the end of this month, it's Steve Stenstrom. You remember Steve Stenstrom? I do remember Steve Stenstrom. Stanford's own. Yeah. Uh, not a good NFL quarterback, but I no. think one of those guys that probably got to wear a baseball hat for like eight or 10 years on a sideline and threw maybe 50, 60 passes as an NFL quarterback. Does that sound about right? Yeah, yeah. He was Because I, I was thinking about him because I was doing the Bears uh, Wire Team Sucks. So that's the first one. And by the way, if you're listening, I'm going to give you a little uh, exclusive tip that you can you can start submitting shit to Wire Team Sucks right now. That's W-Y-T-S at Defector.com. Put the team name in the subject heading, please, so I can read it. But anyway, I and had to go it's through- just a matter of telling Drew why your team sucks. Yeah, because like, then I'm going through all the Bears quarterbacks. And of course, the Bears quarterbacks- history is just a fiesta oh. of guys like Moses Moreno and like guys I think when I think of guys like I tend to think of guys like this first so like you got Peter Tom Willis Craig Krenzel oh. uh, Shane Matthews just a remarkable parade they've been disrupting horrible, the horrible. game like they basically like don't think that quarterback is an important position. And I think if you were to ask them, they'd be like, yeah, it matters. But then you have to look at what they've done during the entire uh, time that we've been alive, and they have never behaved as if the position was important. Well, look, they're building around the finest rushing quarterback uh, that perhaps the game has ever known. He can't pass, but by God, they're going to run the football so well yep. and win four games a year, and it's going to be real bear football. That's so cool. Yep. I feel like this is the sort of thing where if Darnell Mooney catches uh, 
you know, I don't know, let's say 30 passes for uh, 275 yards this year, that will move him up to fifth all time in uh, the Chicago Bears all time receiving annals. And that'll, I think, reflect well on, on Landry Fields uh, legacy as well. Hey, uh, let's open up the audio fund. Not Landry Fields. That's not his name. Landry Jones? No, their quarterback. Oh, you mean Justin Fields? Justin Fields. Yeah, way to go, fuckhead. You couldn't remember Justin Fields' goddamn name. And that's going to be in the podcast, too, because every time. Yeah, we're keeping that. Eric, keep it. Landry Fields. He's the GM of the Atlanta Hawks now. All right, let's listen to some of your voicemails. Uh, These have been edited for coherence. No one's allowed to talk to me about the mistake I just made. Uh, That's all I'm going to do for the rest of your life. I mean, it's fine. You'll be all right. Uh, let, let's hear some of these voicemails, folks. These are from the these are from the Panera inbox. Let's go. The the the, the Panera Fresh Take Hotline. Mmm, <laughs> smells like bread. Mm. Open up the bread bowl, Eric. Hey, this is Mark from Oakland. Uh, a number of years ago, a big group of friends and I had a long night out in D.C. that included lots of drinking and eating dozens of oysters. Uh, I had to catch an early flight to St. Louis the next morning, and as I was about to board the plane, I got a bunch of texts asking if I was okay. Turns out everyone else in our group had come down with severe food poisoning. I felt fine at the moment, but the question is, would you board a three-hour flight knowing that there's a high likelihood of an impending poop disaster? Uh, I personally ended up boarding the flight and getting a case of the sweats, but was otherwise no worse for the wear. Well, first of all, thank goodness. What a, what a daring escape. Just incredible. Roth, yeah. would, you, would you get on a plane knowing that doo-doo ass is coming for you? I feel like in my younger days, I would have. Uh, I also can't imagine the idea of being like, like not taking the flight and just being like, I need to get this hotel room for another day because there's definitely a chance that I'm going to lose like six pounds over the next <laughs> 24 hours like that. Uh, that would be probably the responsible choice. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's funny. Like I... I never used to think about any of this stuff. I used to eat like a disgusting caveman idiot uh, as until like into my 30s and stuff. And so the idea of like being responsible about any of this stuff or even like taking precautions is not necessarily ever been a move that I've made. But that would be the smart thing is to like, yeah, bear it in mind, eat accordingly, whatever. But if you're if you're out with your buddies and you're partying, like who's going to like, how are you going to not eat oysters? You and I ate oysters. You and I ate oysters. Can we? So we ate oysters together, which was nice before we went to the normal gossip live. We did. We locked arms and fed them to each other, and it was so romantic. It was like a lady in the tramp thing. It was great. It's just two, just two tramps. Uh, But we also got this delicious, but extremely like just food from the 1920s uh, thing at the Grand Central Oyster Bar, which is the oyster pan roast. Yes. now, I've had that before in the past, and I like it. It is Jurassic American cuisine. It is basically like eight ounces of heavy cream with a big piece of toast in it, some paprika and a bunch of oysters, and some, you know, oyster broth or whatever. And it was it t- fucking good, man. It tastes amazing. But the idea of me just being like, let me just get on the, like, high-dose lacto experience, right, before I go sit inside and sweat it out with, like, 1,500 strangers for a while. You could argue that that was an irresponsible choice on my part, but I feel like life's for the living, and that's sort yeah, of no, how no, I feel no. about, that about was, this approach. It was the right move. I love all that boss tweed shit. Like, yep. I love it. I read lots of books about turn-of-the-century turn America, and if, if someone's like, oh, and they went to Delmonico's, and they had Cote de Boeuf and Oyster Pan Roast, and, like, and they just list all these, like, 
like old like asparagus like hollandaise and yeah, all this old gout fuel like just I'm all like, the food I'm that s- used to be good i want all that shit sounds great so the pan roast is good and by the way to answer the question you could cut my fucking head off and i would still board the plane like i'm not i'm not missing the flight like i've gotten on flights drunk i've gotten on flights definitely with like with nausea i flew with covid i did not mean to fly with covid but i was i definitely knew i was not feeling well but i wasn't gonna be like you know what let's let me let me pay the thousand dollar change fee uh across five for you know five times over for my entire family so that i don't fly home and then and then sleep at the airport like i'm not gonna fucking do that you fucking nuts another one of those things where even if you did want to make a good decision uh structurally they're they're making it hard for you now that applies more to you than it does to uh the person who called in because that's like i don't know you can't really blame structural forces for you eating 26 oysters the night before you have to get on a flight but yeah and if i have to shit on the flight like honestly that's more comfortable than pissing on a flight because like a lot of times i get the bulkhead bathroom where i'm like i have to do like involuntary limbo because my head only fits at one side of the ceiling in the bathroom so i'm like like i'm sitting there like my head is like nine feet away from my dick because my dick has to be over the fucking <laughs> toilet because I don't fit in airplane bathrooms. So if I'm I can picturing sit. one of those things, as I often do when you're describing physical stuff you're doing, one of those uh, things that whips around outside of used car dealerships where they're blown by air. That's just right. Trying to, trying to fit one of those into like a mini fridge. It's just yeah. not, it's not fair to the device. La, let's get, uh, let's get to the next question. Eric, let's hear the voicemail. Oh, hello. This is a message for David Roth. This is Jeff Reardon. I'm not dead. <laughs> Thanks. I'll hang up and listen. I just want to note that, like, it took me a while. Like, I, I kind of thought maybe it's actually Jeff Reardon. Probably not actually Jeff. Reardon. No, it would be. It would be great if it were Jeff. First of all, Defector regrets the error. Jeff Reardon is alive. I don't know that he's doing well. I hope he's doing well. He had some issues. Uh, I think it was like a sort of a medication response type thing uh, that made him make some bad decisions. But he's he's with us. Uh, I had Jeff Reardon confused with Bruce Suter, and that's a com- that's a compliment because yeah. I do believe that Bruce Suter has passed. I should probably check that to make sure. <laughs> yeah, well, but uh, if if he isn't dead, you're gonna get another voice, man. But the reason that yeah, if the reason I got him confused is that they were both uh, extremely good. Yes, Bruce Suter has passed. He died in October of 2022. R.I.P. in peace to Bruce Souter. Uh, but it is like it's a um, because they were both really good closers. It's not like I got them mixed up with uh, some fucking asshole. <laughs> and I bet they both have just fantastic voting records. Just yeah. absolutely illustrious. Voting but it's, it's my yeah, they both good beards. Like it's just whatever I, you know. I don't want to know about their politics necessarily. But Jeff, yeah, call me. But so far, uh every every caller we've gotten sounds like they're putting on a voice when they're calling in a bomb threat. So let's see if that happens again <laughs> with our third voicemail. Let's go. Jamie Eric. Gum, our yeah. third caller. <laughs> <laughs> oh. This the distraction. Hey, this is 29 Sunset calling with a fun bag question. Uh there's a tweet that Locke did many years ago that I keep thinking about, about the most George Lucas-ass names in baseball. And originally it was about Jet Bandy, Yonder Alonzo, and Jack Decker. Uh, I did a spin through Major League Baseball rosters, and I came up with some options for current day guys. Bruce Gar- Gratterall, 
Dane Gunning, Dalton Varsho, Jarrettson Profar, Bryce Terang, Tanner Bybee. And, of course, the Orioles have three guys on their own, Austin Voth, Adley Rutschman, and Taryn Vavra. Uh, I don't think I missed anybody, but uh, who did I miss? I just want to say quickly that I am going to link the tweet in the episode description of this uh, episode, but also there is a Vice article so that Roth could catalog everything written by David Roth from December 20th, 2016. And there is the most single most horrifying banner ad, which seems to be put in by Vice that says, FYI, this story is over five years old. Yeah, they put that at the top of everything. uh, That sucks. I hate that. Well, it's good because otherwise people would be like, this motherfucker thinks Chet Bandy's still in the majors. And I know oh, that Chet Bandy's no longer in the majors. I don't I feel great about it, but he's not. He's probably coaching somewhere now. Those were really good names. Taryn Vavra is incredible. I think oh, that, yeah. yeah. One of the good. other ones that I mentioned, as I think is an honorable mention in my post, was Nuke Logan, who was briefly an outfielder for the Tigers and the Nats. And like that is what I think of as being like sort of your latter day George Lucas stuff. Cause like Han Solo is like ridiculous, but it is a cool name. It was just when he got like sort of more on his George Lucas shit. Like there's, I believe I link in that story to the tale of him. Um, being, yeah. You've like, talked about this before. Darth, Dar- Icky Darth, Icky. Darth, Darth Icky. Icky. Yeah. So this is, um, but yeah, like it's, I like a, uh, like sort of a compound name that it sounds like he mostly made up uh, because he just, was thinking of some syllables, possibly while like in a bath, like a huge claw-footed bathtub in his manse that he lives in. Adley Rutschman definitely works. Adley Rutschman also has that sort of like, uh, like someone who was in JFK's brain trust, you know, like someone who like had a feud with Robert McNamara over like some foreign policy decisions. But yeah, Taryn Vavra definitely works. I'm trying to think of what the other ones in there. Dane Dunning for sure has that because it's like there's an element of the kind of like weird like Zane Gray Western shit that like is clearly in uh, Lucas's head. There's a lot of names like that in I think in like hockey now. There's a lot of, uh, you know, like Skylar Von Zoom type names in that sport. Well, also you have to go by like, so for example, one of a a Met. Brandon Nimmo. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna you're not gonna use the Brandon part, but if there's just a dude named Nimmo, like yeah. that that's a Star Wars name. Yeah, like Nimmo himself would be like probably knowing George Lucas, like it would be like some sort of weird stereotype and he'd be like trying to give you a usurious loan. But that is that's the George Lucas difference. Like he'd be an alien that has fish scales and yeah. like or something like that. Uh we also uh I was looking at Kettle Marty of Yes of Arizona. So just the kettle part because it's K E T E L like the, the bashing together of just random through like almost a Utah name, but not quite. Yeah. Like kettle is a Scandinavian first name. Like I've met a kettle in my life, but then yeah, he did not, he was not like a second baseman center field type that was <laughs> born in South America. It is no, no. Uh, should we do another one? Let's do yeah. another one. What the hell? It's freaking July 4th. All right, let's do it. Hi, this is Aaron Hayden. I wanted to talk about your introduction to the Remember a Guy segment. I don't understand why you say not a Hall of Famer necessarily. That's like the opposite. It's necessarily not a Hall of Famer. Never makes sense to me. Thanks. 
gonna take that edit, Drew? You're just gonna sit there and listen to this guy critique your language like that? Well, I'm a big boy, so I can take it. Well, because I think some Hall of Famers, like the Hall of, like not every Hall of Famer is like, oh my God, yeah, that guy. Like, like Tommy McDonald is in the NFL Hall of Fame. Nobody remembers who the fuck Tommy McDonald was. Like he was like a like a random wideout for the Niners, like in the fifties or some shit. Like, yeah, that's the difference with with Hall of Fames in general. I think it's. It is true that like guys are necessarily not dudes or at the very least that like, you know, this is something I get asked about on Twitter sometimes. I always enjoy it. Where I just get asked for it like to make a ruling where they're sort of like, I was arguing with my friends about Albert Bell and I'm like, go on. But that is, I always enjoy like people that have dude portions of their career sort of awash in a broader swath of guy. You got to decide whether to round up or down. But the Baseball Hall of Fame has a lot of, especially due to the, when the Veterans Committee was just sort of starting out, where guys were just like putting their homies in. Like dudes that are like the equivalent of a, you know, like Adam Kennedy type career. Like just a guy who played for like 10 seasons and was pretty good on some winning teams. Like the dudes that did that in the 30s, like some of those guys have plaques. Yeah, Paul Zimmerman said he wanted to put Dick Vermeil into the hall because Dick Vermeil sent him wine. Like that's, <laughs> and I remember Tony Kornheiser on the radio saying that Art Monk definitely didn't belong in the Hall of Fame because he was mean to the media and wouldn't talk to them. Like, he thought that was a perfectly good reason. Yeah. So, like, and that that's only changed, like, maybe this century if it's changed. Like, oh, yeah, there's know. still guys that are, like, I mean, this is the thing with, like, having the press vote on this and stuff. The reason that, like, Dick Allen, like, was in the Hall of Fame was that, like, they just didn't like that he was like that he didn't like them and every one of the guys that was like covering baseball in the 1970s were like this man was rude he blew cigarette smoke in my face i don't care about anything else that he did and the other thing is that like i think that's behind a lot of the roid exclusion too because i think the guys that are excluding bonds it's really not because bonds did roids it's because he was a cock he's a prick and, yeah yeah so that's that's really why. So it's like steroids are like a nice, convenient moral excuse to be like, well, the kids, you know, well, how many, how many, uh, how many minor leaguers didn't make the majors because <laughs> because Barry Bonds right. hit seventy three fucking like home you're, runs. You're doing a lot of work to explain about the fact that like you've been mad that Rafael Palmero flirted with your wife for thirty years. That's really what I think the issue is here. Can I uh, one question that we got from that uh, Eric just put in there in the guy discussion? I just want to get on the record with this. It's not important. He asked, "Is Devin Hester a guy or is he a dude?" And to me, Devin Hester should be in the Hall of Fame. I think he whipped ass. I think he was a revolutionary sort of talent at a position that, again, like doesn't sort of get enough respect. Also, well, it doesn't I don't, exist I don't care who's in the Hall of Fame. I say let them all in. It's nothing to me. Right, like, right, right. I'm, I'm, I'm on that that side too. I, I remember we had Lauren Tyson on the podcast, and the, remember the guy was was Hall of Famer Grant Fuhrer because yeah, yeah, you because know, I haven't given a oh, shit about hockey. Hockey, in nobody years. knows. Yeah, yeah. So. I, it's okay. It's a, it's a fine line. I I am not. I'm gonna keep the intro the way it is. Not like, not just to be like, fuck you, man. It's perfect. It's perfectly well written. But like, I remember <laughs> Bill so, Simmons stet all. That's how yeah, we live yeah, our like, lives here. Oh, because because the other thing is that speaking of why your team sucks, I remember Tommy Craggs, who was my boss at the time, said that the introduction to uh, why your team sucks every every preview is like grammatically wrong. And shitty. It was some people are fans of X team, but many, many more people are not fans of that team. This defector preview is for those in the latter group. Read all the previews here. 
Like he thought it was like off sort of in terms of syntax. And that's when I was like, yeah, but it, like we've been doing it for so long. Fuck it. So, yeah. You got to print the legend at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have, it doesn't have to be correct. It does have to just roll off the page. And though. I feel like the sentiment is definitely there. I mean, you know, I think you understand uh, who those are for. Well, also because, no, because I would follow up the rest of the, because uh, the rest of the post would be like, hey, you, here's why your team sucks. So I'm talking to those fans. So it kind of is for the fans of that team. Yeah. But whatever, who gives a shit? Eric Silver is our producer, in That's case you right. hadn't guessed. The legendary Brandon Grugel, who maybe you'll meet one day if you're lucky, is our editor. Our theme song is by Kirk Hamilton. Ads and production services are by Multitude. And you can subscribe to Defector.com right now. It's your patriotic duty, motherfucker. Just go to Defector.com and hit that subscribe button. You can also email us at distractionatdefector.com or even call us the way our voicemailers did this week at 909-726-3720 and leave a message. That's 909-PANERA0. Mm-hmm. Roth, well said. I, hope you had a, I hope you had a happy fourth, and I hope everyone has a great vacation, and we will see you next week. That's right. He's right. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.